present. We ask you now to open the eyes of our understanding and cause us to behold the one of us staying out of your law. For the interest of your word, bring it light and give understanding to the simple. And we pray for the peace of Jerusalem. You said they shall prosper that love thee. This we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. And amen. Amen means so be it. Amen. And it is so. Hallelujah. It's not about what you see. Amen. It's about what he has said. So put your faith and your confidence in the word of the Lord. Well, I've been teaching in, in a few weeks that have passed by how important it is to be able to discern. Discernment is a gift from God. And if you're a child of God, you need to pray for that. You don't need to pray for houses and land and stuff. What you need to pray for, for is to have a, a heart and a mind that can understand and that can discern between what's right and what's wrong. Hallelujah. Because you can get all of that. And if you don't have the gift, praise God, to understand how you are to take it and the wisdom and what you to do with it, you can lose all of that. But if you got understanding, you got wisdom. Amen. Praise God, Brother Parnell. Understanding and wisdom, and uh, you have that, it will help you regain and recover. And not all that, it help you keep what you already have. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying here. I'm talking real good. When you got the word of the Lord, I sent out a, a thought just the other day. When you got God's word, amen, it'll help you to discern between evil and good, between clean and unclean. Amen. Holiness, praise God, and that's, that's not holy. Because when you're hungry, listen at this, when you're hungry, you're subject to eat what's unhealthy for you. Y'all don't hear me. When you're hungry, you will eat the peanut butter without the jelly or the bread. Talking real good here when you're hungry. So that's why it's important when it comes to the word of God, you just don't you just don't eat from anybody's table, and you need to have an ear to hear what is from God. Amen. So you'll know to attach yourself to it. So I want to take you to a few passages of scripture. One in particular, I've already shared with you out of First Kings chapter 3, but I want to take you to the book of Thessalonians. So find that that's a New Testament book. Amen. Let's go to the book of Thessalonians. Hallelujah. Thank God I may throw out a few Greek words to help you learn some words tonight. Amen. Because last week I was sharing, and the week before, to let you know there's some words that we use in our English language that uh, have different meanings, but the same spelling. We call those homophone. Homo means same, phone means sound. Words with the same sound, but they have different meanings, and they have, praise God, um, different contexts when you read it in certain passages. So I want you to look it with me in the book of Thessalonians. Amen. Paul was writing to the church of Thessalonica. And as he was writing to that church, he had some words to give them. You got to remember, the book of, of, of Thessalonians is called an epistle. So those of you that's with me and you may not have heard that word before, because some people had been asked on a college campus, I believe it was, uh, they had been asked about a certain word, do you know what an epistle is? And, and somebody had it as being, uh, I don't know, whether it was somebody that, um, a type of weapon or something, I don't know what they say. <laughs> but anyway, 
they were given some biblical terms and not knowing what they, the word meant, they had just uh, started going by the sound of it. But in this book of Thessalonians, you, by the way, Paul wrote two. The word epistle means a letter. So we hear that word epistle, E-P-I-S-T-L-E. -E. It's a letter. An epistle is a letter that's not written with ink. Because one thing about ink, if water hit it, it smears. Y'all don't hear me. And if you write it with pencil, it will be erased. But when you see the word epistle in the scripture, it says that it has been written, praise God, on the tablets of your heart. It has been written with the spirit of God. So you ought to ask God, Lord, take your word and put it in my mind. Put it on my heart. And I'm going to ask this question because I ask this usually uh, when we get new people that come in. And I'm going to ask you this question. What do I mean when I say heart? I want everybody, if you've been with me for a while, keep your hand down. But point to your heart. Show me your heart. All right, I see a couple of hearts over here. Amen. Now let me just tell you my class what the word heart means. <laughs> because, amen. If you don't understand words and in context, you won't understand what it means. So the word heart, when you see it in scripture, most of the time it refers to your mind, where you think. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart. Do you meditate with this organ? No. This organ is a muscle in your body that pumps blood. That's all it's used for. It's to pump blood. But the mind, when the Bible talks about the heart, it's talking about your mind. That needs to be transformed. You need a new mind. When things aren't going well for you, you know, now what's going on here? I had somebody ask me not too long ago, why do I keep making the same mistake? Why do I keep being drawn to the same people, the same circumstances? You got to get a new mind. Amen. Now this is a new year and everybody make resolutions and I'm going to do this and the same resolution they made last year, they make the same resolution. What's going on here? It's the mind. You got to have a renewed mind. You think differently. And when God comes into your life, it makes a difference the way you think. Amen. You use your mouth no longer to curse, but you use your, your mouth now to bless. Amen. The word teaches in James chapter 3. How can cursing and praise come out the same mouth? And I will show you this. So you get your Bible. If you don't have your Bible, uh, hold your hand up and we'll have Brother Parnell or one of the sisters to go get you one. Amen. Sister Evelyn, oh, you need a Bible? Good. I'm sorry, you have a Bible? You need one? What she said? Oh, well, we're going to get you a Bible so you can, you can see it, okay? You can get it. Brother Parnell going to see by getting your Bible. Amen. We're going, to, we're going to invest in getting some Bibles for our class, so... When you give your offering, I want you to think about that when you put it in where it has my name on it. And I'll make sure that I get us some Bibles and that we'll bring those when we have people who come in. We can put one in their hand. You don't You don't have one either? Yeah. First Thessalonians. First Thessalonians. Find First Thessalonians. That's good. Mm-hmm. 
This is a good passage, and I want you to go there. Find First Thessalonians. Got it? If you got it, just say amen. 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 If you need me to wait, just say wait on me. <laughs> and we'll wait for you. Amen. Well, they're going to get some Bibles. If if uh, you need to, perhaps you can sit next to someone that has one. But I want you to see this. This is important that you see it. Amen. The reason why this is so important because the word that we are teaching now is the word discernment. And discernment is, watch this, it's a supernatural ability to be able to judge between right and wrong, good and bad, evil, praise God, and wickedness or whatever. And you, you, you can't do it apart from the word of God. Amen. Listen, when you don't have the spirit of God to discern, then it's judge, we become judgmental. But the Spirit of God help you to discern. And without the Spirit of God, then you are judging. But with the Spirit of God, you become discerning. Are you hearing me? And even with the Spirit of God, you can get in the flesh and still judge. But I want to tell you why this is so important. You got your Bible, get your piece of paper, take some notes, because this is important. Listen, your life depends on what you hear Amen. when you sit under somebody's teaching. Your life depends on where you're going to spend eternity. So going to church is not, praise God, business as usual. And you're going to have to ask God to anoint your ears so you can hear. Because there are spirits that are going out of deception. Y'all don't hear me. It is important that we have the word of God. Amen. And we have not only the word of God, know the God of the word. Yes. Oh, I'm talking real good here. Yes. Hallelujah. You got to have him. Yes, you got to have him because as I said before, there are schemers. There are false prophets. There are, praise God, those that will, a uh, false apostle, those that will lead you astray. Yes. If you don't know the word of God. Amen. Amen. You're right. It sounds good, mm -hmm. but it's not the right thing. Right. Lord have mercy. I, I was listening to something the other day that said the way they get a lot of people to uh, become addicted to potato chips and, 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 and candy and all that. Listen, it is a strategy. It is a conscious design to get you to become hooked. Amen. You're right. Y'all hear me? They, they purposely put in certain ingredients. Yes. You're right. Knowing you're going to want to go back and get it. You're right. Guilty, yeah. And they know you can't eat one. <laughs> and I can do a commercial on that one. You are right. Not only can't eat one, can't just eat one bag. Listen, bring me a couple of bags of potato chips. And don't let them be Russell. <laughs> I'm serious here. There are companies whose strategy is to get you to buy their product. And they don't care a thing about your health. They want to make a profit. And they compete against one another. McDonald come out with praise God. Let us Supersize it. Somebody else use another word to come in. And, and you'll go there and they have the same food, but you are, I'm going to have to supersize it for, for another 99 cent 
And there we go. The biggest, listen to this, the biggest trick that the, en the enemy uses is through food. And I'm learning, just touch your hand to us and help the Lord. Bless her, Jesus. Now, 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 lay your hand on yourself and bless me. Amen. <laughs> Amen. You know I'm telling you the truth. When the enemy came along, and when he, praise God, came to trick, when he came to, to well, I, I use trick, but to deceive, he deceived Adam and Eve with food. Amen. He didn't show Adam a naked woman. Come on here. And didn't show Eve a man without any clothes on. It was food. But the way he get you by, listen at this. When you don't know God's word. You know, God didn't really mean, has God really said? You know, he really didn't mean that. You know, and you do it all the time. If you don't have the spirit of God, you will start perpetuating the enemy lie. God and Lord know that you human. Yeah, you know, you got, you know, you got to have you somebody. Lie. The only somebody you cannot live without is Jesus. I know I'm telling you the truth. I know I'm telling you the truth. And the thing is, we need the truth. When you go and fill out your resume, and I wish people who are coming to come on so they can hear this. Amen. Amen. They can hear it. When you go fill out your resume, there are times I used to be a principal and amen. I used to be a teacher. I was a consultant. I had to look over application. And sometimes they would have an application and your resume would say your objective. You know what I'm talking about. Right. Your objective. Then sometime they may ask you, uh, by the end of five years, what do you plan to do? Or uh, what your plan is? And you don't have a, the, uh, any idea. Listen. <laughs> Listen. You don't put in the truth. Because there's something about your future you don't even know. You married when you went in there, but three years into that job, praise God, you got a divorce. Right. Y'all don't hear me. That's before the five years are up. Your plan for the next five years. And then not only that, praise God, you don't ever put down on application who you can't get along with. <laughs> you don't ever put down, if, if they were to ask you, name five jobs you was fired from. You're not going <laughs> to... Tell the truth. You know I'm telling you the truth. Anyone to get you to doubt God's word. I want you to know this. Listen, you're going to be judged from this book. Amen. Even if you didn't come to this class. Even if you didn't come to this class. You're going to be judged from the book. I'm glad you came. And hope to praise God something that will go forth. That will help you. And, and in your life. And even when it comes with the struggles in your life. That you'll get a word from God what I need to do. Amen. Hallelujah. How can I make it right with God? Because, amen, you're going to be judged from the book. But not only are you going to be judged from the book, I want to show you something. If you've just come in, we're going to go to Thessalonica, but I want to show you something in 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Let me just show you something. How important you are. And what God says about you. Get your mouth off of yourself. Come on, somebody. Because God's not done with you yet. 
Hallelujah. Stop letting the enemy make you say things about, about you. You're God's creation. Amen. Hallelujah. You're created for a purpose. Yes. So go with me to the book of Corinthians. First Corinthians. Chapter 6. We may be going back there, but we will show you this. First Corinthians chapter 6. Paul was writing to the church of Corinth. Talking about a church that was full of schism and division and competition and people, praise God, who was off into themselves. And the first chapter, he had to remind them of a clips that was going on in the church. I'm a Paul man. I'm a Peter man. And somebody over here, well, Paul is my man. And I would have been in that crowd said, well, I'm running for Jesus. I mean, listen, you got all kinds of clips. Chapter 1. Chapter 2, he had to remind them that, okay, you call me a fool, but who's fool are you? I am a fool for Christ. And, 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 and on and on in chapter 3 and chapter 4, when you see he had to remind them that you need to be a good steward. You're a steward. A steward is someone, glory to God, that oversees something that belongs to somebody else. Amen. Let me stop and, and, and make a rude awakening here. Even your body belongs to Jesus. That belong to you. Amen. Do what you want to do with it. And one day, listen at me, hear me and hear me well. Not only your body, but your emotions. You're going to have to give an account of your emotion. How many know Moses? Moses was God's man that led the children of Israel out of what? Egypt. But he did get a chance to take them into the promised land. Do you know why? Anger. His emotion. His anger got in the way. And God told him what to do. And because he became angry, he disobeyed God. Yes, you know, listen, sin carries wages. Yes, yes, it does. And just because you do not get the sentence speedily, and judgment is not executed speedily, you hadn't got away unless you got an advocate. His name is Jesus. Hallelujah. And I'm talking real good. I'm telling you some things here. Hallelujah. You need to know your emotions. Moses got angry. God told him, speak to the rock. He was so angry at the people, he smit the rock twice. But that rock, according to 1 Corinthians, praise God, chapter 10, first or second, that rock was Christ. That's what did God tell you to do. He said, your faith is going to be tested. Are you going to do it like he said do it? Or are you going to do it what you want to do? Come on, somebody. We're asking God for something, but you're not taking it for what he's already given you. Let me tell you something. Let me know what color you like. You know how tall. Hallelujah. He knows that. He knows your favorite fragrance. He knows if you like roses or lilies. He knows. He knows, praise God, what kind of chocolate you like. <laughs> Don't mess around and bring me a box that all them different kind of chocolate in you. God, before I finish, I'm going to bite in one of them to see which one of them I like. So I'll start with the one I like first. He knows. But guess who else knows about us? God knows about us. And he called you his. Hallelujah. You ought to be grateful that there's a God that died for you. 2,000 years ago, so that meant this. 
even before you came on the scene, all of your sins had been nailed to the cross and put on Jesus. Which meant he died for your past, present, and future sin. You ain't born. So whatever sin was committed, he had already, his blood, without the shedding of blood, there is no what? There's no remission for your sin. The word remission means there's no payment. Sin had a price attached to it. For the wages, wages of sin is what? Death. We'll stop right there. The wage is death. The wage is death. He died for your sin. He didn't die for the consequences of it. And once you come into the knowledge of what God has done and repent, it's God to forgive you for it. The enemy can bring any kind of accusation he wants from that time on, but your slate is clean. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Hallelujah. Your slate is clean. Your slate is covered by the blood. Y'all don't hear me. If I had a, a red, if I had a red piece, I could put it on here. That's your blood. His blood is, is covering all the sin, all the sin, lying, adultery, and 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 and, and stealing, and murder, and, and all of that. But if I put a red sheet over, that's the blood. The blood cover all of it. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. It's the blood. The life of the flesh is in the blood. And we need to thank the Lord for his blood. That's why you can't take it lightly when you, you read the blood of Jesus. It's not to be trampled upon. Amen. He gave his blood for us. Yes. That's how valuable it is. Peter called it the precious blood. Yes. Hallelujah. There's still three things you have in his blood. No sin, no stench, and no stain. And blood has a stench too. They killed animals. Every sin was committed. That was an animal that, or, or some type of sacrifice. So it was a, it was a, it was a smelly place around the altar in the Old Testament, because they, the priest would go in, and he had to praise God, kill an animal, make a sacrifice according to the sin. Yes, he did. But the day was coming. The day was coming. All these was type of chairs. Because the day was coming that you didn't have to have a priest to go in and offer up sacrifices for you. Because the Bible says in Hebrew chapter 3 and verse 1, we got a high priest. Thank you, Jesus. His name is Jesus. Listen, he didn't take the, the blood of bulls, goats, and heifers. Because the blood of bulls, goats, and heifers could only cover your sin. Y'all don't hear me. But the blood of Jesus, take it away. Hey! Hallelujah! Thank God for the blood. Thank God for the blood. Thank God for the blood. When he went in, he gave his blood. He sat down in heaven. And he's now in heaven making intercession for us. Lord, have mercy. Interceding on your behalf. Father, I take this on me. I died for that. Interceding. Lord, I bless your name right now. That's the intercessor. He is the great intercessor. Hallelujah. We can't, we can't rely on human inter intercessor. They call themselves my intercessor. And they'll get tired. <laughs> Amen. You can't get, get in touch with them. And, 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 and if you could, they'll look and say, now, the call ID, well, well, 
<laughs> you know we do it, don't we? You know that. Uh, if, if you don't do that, well, I need to go to the voicemail. And you're lying on the voicemail. You have reached, you have reached whatever, whatever it is. And uh, please leave your name and number, and I will be sure to get back in touch with you as soon as possible. Here it is, here it is, four days later. Five days later. Six days late. Six weeks late. Need I go on? Don't get back. Don't get back. But let me tell you something about this book. This book has stood the eons of time. I didn't come here. I don't have a church to put you in. I don't have a hell to put you in. I sure can't pray God put you in heaven because I ain't got there yet. So when I come, I have nothing but the truth. I'm not trying to tell you, praise God, something that's not in the book. It's in the book. I present it to you. You have to receive it or you reject it. But I've done my part. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I asked the Lord years ago, if you help me, hallelujah, understand this. And whatever it takes to see you and you give it to me, I'll teach it to others. I said that to the Lord. I'll teach it to us. I showed you last week about making vows, didn't I? It's a powerful lesson. If you weren't here, you may need that Sister Joanne about what it means to make vows. They're optional. You don't have to make them. And once you make it, then now you're obligated. And when you don't keep it, you offend God. Show it in the book. It's in the book. We make oaths. Lay your hands upon the book. I swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth, so help me God. Don't we do? Yes, <laughs> Glory to God. We do it. But he's a judge. He's a judge that knows your heart. Not only does he know your heart, hallelujah. He's there to give you grace. He's there to give you grace. When he'll come down, knowing that you're you're guilty. He'll come down and take his robe and put it on you and declare you innocent. He robed you in righteousness. When I understood the principle of grace, it made a difference in my life. So can't nobody put me in bondage. I refuse to be put in bondage. You can't take me back to the Old Testament and put me in bondage. I'm in a new covenant here. According to the book of Hebrews, that's right. In the book of Hebrews, we, we got a better covenant. We got a new covenant. It's not based upon what I do. It's based upon what he did. Come on, somebody. It's not by this. It's not by the law. No, it isn't. But it's by faith. The law can show you what the sin is. And still can't save you. That's why you say by faith. Thank you, Lord. Because the law can't do it. Amen. But the law is good. Yes, but flesh can't keep the law. Christ is the only someone that kept the law. That's why your faith got to be in him. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. And it pleases God. Yes, Bless him right now. Thank you, Jesus. It is by faith. And not by sight. Yes. Hallelujah. Praise God. And God wants us to be pleasing to him. Because the thing with uh, 
with uh, your being a child of God, you become a witness. This is judiciable. A witness is someone listen, that is called to tell what they saw and what they heard. But the thing about this, listen, <laughs> the word witness in the Bible does not carry the same connotation we have when we hear the word witness. We think about someone, you know, you can just decide, you can go there, you can wear what you want to, and you can walk in the courtroom, you can sit down, you know, and why are you here? Well, I'm a witness for this case. That's not, let me tell you what the word witness is in the Bible. It means that you are a martyr. Mean you were beaten. Mean you were persecuted. That's why you shall be witnesses. Yes. Acts 1 and 8. So if you go through because of your faith, now you come on, come on, come on in the courtroom then. Yes. Come on, I can get your testimony now. Yes. What you been through? Yes. That's the witness. Yes, and God brought me through. Yes, he did. That's your witness. Lord, I must, you, you can sit, praise God, you're not going through nothing because you broke your nail and, and you crying. My God, because you couldn't go to your hair appointment. My God, a witness. Is one that's being persecuted. One, praise God, that's been battered. One, praise God, hallelujah, that's been ostracized. One has been rejected and put aside because of your witness, because of your life in Christ. Thank you, Lord. That's what God is looking at. Yes, he is. You can't win anybody to the Lord if you're laying down with them. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. If you want, if you want to win them to the Lord, it got to be a difference. Discernment between clean and what? Unclean. Got to be a difference. That's your testimony. You don't have to tell them they'll say something different about you. There's something different about you. There's something different about you. You're not the same one I used to know. Hallelujah. You're not the same one I used to know. Praise God. That's your witness. And that's how God get the glow. Hallelujah. If I didn't have Christ in my life, I could be doing time at the Hoko somewhere. You'll be, praise God, bringing me fruit baskets. But I believe God. Some things I don't even see yet, but I believe God. Glory to God. I believe he who said he's faithful. And I know he can't lie. He's going to bring it to pass. And I don't lose nothing by trusting in him. He's going to do it. He's going to do it. But in the meantime, if he don't do it, I'm still going to pray. I don't lose nothing by praising him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He set my heart ablaze. And I thank him for it. I got peace. Has my own understanding. Come on, somebody. I wouldn't get at her. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Bless you, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. We bless you. Hallelujah. Oh, bless his name. Oh, bless his name. I know some of you are going through. All I can tell you is, hold on. Grab a grip. Find out, script in the word, and hang on to it. You can't go down unless he go down. And out of class, he go down, you coming back up again. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. 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 
Listen, listen, serving God, I'm not, I'm not going to make you think that everything going to be all right. Yeah, eventually it will. But it won't mean that folks will like you. It won't mean you won't go through nothing. But if you hold on. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. He's faithful. Yes, he is. I'm a living witness. There's some folk who have to come back and tell you, I'm sorry. I apologize. If you live it. If you live it, they'll return. Hallelujah. 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 He said so. He said so. But you got to live it. You got to live it. How am I going to convince you if there's no different in me? We bless you, God. Got to be a different. He called us living epistles to be read up by all men. They can read a life. They can't argue with a changed life. Glory to God. They can't argue with a changed life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I didn't know some of the things that I've gone through in my lifetime, whether it was the abuse or whether the lies or all of the rejection, all of that. I didn't know all the time he was, listen at this, he was building in me a faith. That when men would look, they wouldn't just see me. They'll say, it got to be a God in that woman's yeah. life. Because some of them knew what I was going through. Some of them were putting me through it. Yeah. But there's a place that you can get in God. It's called a hiding place. It's a hiding place. There's a hiding place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because the ultimate thing is for God to get the glory. He wants the glory. Yes, he does. And I just want you to know, going through here, praise God, it ain't no picnic. Amen. Amen. That's why he said, yea, all that will live godly in Christ Jesus, you shall suffer persecution. We don't, we, we, we don't bring that to the picture. <laughs> but it's in the book. It's in there. Oh, God. It's in the book. Amen. So don't think it's strange when these things start happening to you. I find people say, you know what? I didn't have this to happen until I started going to church and I started living right. Yeah, you guess what? And you absolutely right. I'm not going to argue with you. The enemy knows that. Yes, he does. And he once had you hostage. And he wants you back. He's going to do whatever he can to get you back. He'll make it look good, bring in another package. Come on another day. Yes, he will. He doesn't give up. Oh, bless your name, oh God. You don't hear me. Thank you, Lord. But you ought to. Thank you. <laughs> it's real. It's real. Let me show you in 1 Corinthians chapter 6. If you got it, say amen. amen. Look what the Bible said. He said, Dad, if any of you have no matter against another, you go to law before the unjust and not before the saints. This is 1 Corinthians chapter 6. That doesn't mean that somebody violates you that you can't go to law. But watch what he said. He asked the question, do you not know that the saints shall judge mm, the world? Look at that. Listen at this. Now watch this. And if the world shall be judged by you, are you unworthy to judge the smallest matters? He talking about, he writing to saints about problems you got with another saint. Listen at this. He said, did you know that you shall judge angels? Is this in your Bible? Yeah. He talking to saints. 
You're going to judge angels. Now watch what else he said. How much more thing that pertain to this life. If then you have judgment of things pertaining to this life. Yet them to judge who are least esteemed in the church. I speak to your shame. You mean you can't judge between these small matters. And you're going to judge angels. You ought to be able to discern. Between what's right and what's wrong. Between a brother and a sister. He said. Greet the brethren with a holy kiss. Holy. Not holy. <laughs> Glory to God. Glory to God. Another one. Another classic teaching. Your heart should be inspired right now. Call this number tonight. 971. 224-6596 QR code 398-803 Dr. Davis on, on Bible study God bless you in Jesus name